Y'all niggas got me hot. Is we live? Is we live? Is we live? Yes, yes, you're out tuned into the rare podcast. And of course, I'm your host of the boss, NK, aka the Battle of the Hour, too sweet to be sour. And of course, I'm always joined by my lovely co host. Hello, it's Jason. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, big up, bad up, actually, big up, bad up, shoulder. They couldn't be here today. But as you know, we always start with a little segment called Rare Moment of the Week where we like to spotlight a creative that we feel deserves the accolades, deserves, you know, the recognitions. Mr. J. Quad, your Rare Moment of the Week. Um, I've got a few, actually. Okay. I feel like my first Rare Moment of the Week would be um this Christian group called Bridge Music. Okay. And it's not even like worship music they do. They do like Afro beats, Afro swing. Mm. And the way they do it is just so cool. And their sound is amazing. Yeah. And my other one... I don't know how to say her surname, but she wrote a book called, her name is Bolu, and she wrote a book called Honey and Spice. Mm-hmm. And I finished reading it like two months what, ago. What, what, what genre of book is it? Like? It's like a romance, but it's okay. black and it's set in the UK, set in the uni. Okay. And it's just amazing. It's them books that you know will be, that should be put in cinema. Mm. Like even um, another book I read, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, that was amazing. Literally felt like a movie. It was literally, like when people say that there's page turners of a book, I never used to get that expression. Mm. But now, when I started reading again, these books are amazing. Evelyn Hugo, beautiful book. So yeah, Bolu and Bridge Music are my rare mo- moments of the week. Cool, big up them. And then my rare moment of the week is Any. Um, she released the EP called We Go Again. And I feel like Any is honestly one of the best rappers in the UK. Like, I just feel like, so like, like I just love her sound. I love her voice. Like lyrically, she's cold, mm. and I just feel like yeah, any just deserves all the accolades, all the flowers, man. Any's been killing it for time, man. So like, big up any, and like, I hope to see a full album soon. But yeah, this EP is definitely you know um, wets the appetite, you know. So yeah, big up any, man. But yeah, that's been rare moment of the week. We'll catch you next week on the next segment of rare moment of the week. But before we start. I wanted to ask you a a little, let's play a game of little one has to go, right? Okay. Where, you know, I'll put four people together and then one of them has to go. This is 2000s girlies, yeah? yeah. For, for this first section. So we've got Britney Spears, Pink, Gwen Stefani, Christina Aguilera. One has to go. Mm, I think it's hard because I'll... I like Pink, but not. I didn't know too much of her songs back in the two thousands. Mm. I knew her like her new songs back yeah. in the twenty tens, and the reason why I knew her songs were because they were everywhere. Yeah, and also because of Glee was covering a lot of her yeah. songs. Now Glee, I can't like Glee put me onto a lot of songs that Glee. Glee was a moment. Like I feel like definitely Glee was that show where it's like if your song was on it, your mm. song was big. Because I remember when they sang Little Mix's Wings, I was like, yeah, Little Mix are made in America. Yeah. Like, and a lot of the time, Glee took some songs and they made it their own. I can't lie, the originals. Ah, you people should be angry right now. Because they literally did a Whitney Houston to Dolly Parton. Like, the way Whitney Houston took I Will Always Love You. Yeah. Fam, nobody remembers that's Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton doesn't even mind. She said she did it and she did well. But the way Glee takes songs... Oh, what would you say is a song that, like, you heard on Glee and then you went to hear, hear the original and you're like, nah, Glee, Glee, Glee was hitting different? I can't lie. It's, for me, I love Glee's cover of Fun. You know the song with Janelle Monáe? Um, no, We Are Young. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So the band yeah. Fun, 
they did that song. But I still like their version. But the way Glee did that song and just the whole episode and that segment, oh, that scene was beautiful. I loved it. Because they, I think they were at Rachel's house and they were having a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Or something, or was it that episode? But it was one of them episodes, but it was really good. And I feel like there's a lot of songs. Yeah, like yeah. If I can go back, I might even rewatch Glee again. For I've me, for the there, was a, there was a cover they did of Christian Galera's Christian Fighter. Um, and then that was a really good cover. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, no, Glee definitely has a lot of hits. But yeah, when I say mm. 2000s girlies, obviously, like, I'm talking about their running, but we can include some of their, you can include their whole career if you want. But I'm just obviously okay, I'm they, gonna say, they were more popping in, in the 2000s, innit? I'm gonna have to say Gwen Stefani. That's oh, the girl. Yeah. She has some good songs. Ooh, food chance of being around that chest. Actually, no, honestly, I'm sorry, Pink. I'm gonna say Pink. Because I only knew a few of Pink's yeah. songs in the 2010s, but not her old songs. <laughs> when people talk about her light skin era and the RB days, I didn't know about that. Yeah. For me, like the non-negotiables are Britney and Christina. Of I course. Think those are like the non-negotiables. And then for me, it's down to Pink. Or Gwen Stefani, I'm a. Yeah, I think I know more. Like more Gwen Stefani songs are coming to my head immediately. She then, in my hump in it. Yeah, no, no, no. That was um Fergie. Oh, yeah, no, Gwen Stefani was um Colour 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 Back Back. Girl. Um, there was the uh, that little Hispanic one that she used. Yeah, like, how am I forgetting Gwen Stefani hits? Gwen Stefani, like, she has a lot of hits. She has I a lot of say, hits. I'm gonna get rid of Pink. You're gonna get rid because of Pink. Because the only yeah. time I remember Pink from the 2000s when she did the collab with Lil Kim and Christina. And yeah, I think that's the only song that I remember from her. The thing is, I'm, I'm mi- I know there's Pink songs that I'm missing, but it's just, yeah, I immediately like, to my head, like, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of more Gwen Stefani songs than Pink, isn't it? So yeah, it's gonna be Pink. So uh, so let, let's do another round. This, uh, this, uh, this is. Um, Disney slash Nickelodeon stars, but their music careers, yeah? Okay. Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande. One's got to go. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I might have to say Selena Gomez because the thing with me, I like each and every one of their songs, mm. like their music. I remember there was a time where I used to like literally listen to every one of their um singles and their albums. For me, Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus... No, think, no one is ever touching them. I think they have the best bodies of work. Literally, because I was even thinking it the other day, because when Miley dropped her new album, um, Endless Summer, Summer Vacation, one thing I realised about Miley is that her vocal, like her like her vocal range sing. and the way she can sing, like she really mastered how to sing. Like mm. back in the day, we always knew Miley could sing, but it was like yeah. more country and you could hear the accent. She's But much, now like you can matured. hear the maturity in her voice mm. and she took her time with it. So I'll say Miley's body of work when you're including Hannah Montana and like even the time where she was cosplaying black people. Yeah, she had hits. I Jay can't lie. My feet. If you're going to cosplay like black me. people, make sure you have hits because if you're cosplaying black people <laughs> like you're Jesse Nelson and you don't have no hit, like that's the peak one. But <laughs> I feel definitely Miley Cyrus and, my, and Ariana Grande, you can't touch them. Ariana Grande has been my, like she's been my top artist from get-go. Yeah. But Demi Lovato, I used to, I loved her first few albums. Her latest album, I didn't really like. I was excited for her rock era, but yeah, the title just threw me off. And also, I just it wasn't promoted well. Selena Gomez has. I've always liked her music, but I, when I think of these um, group of girls, women, I have to go with their voices. Selena Gomez the has weakest. to go. Yeah. yeah, for me, Selena has to go because Demi has hits. No, because I feel like that. Like you see, um, 
I think there was a song. I think it was Demi Lovato's Stone Cold. I think the song was like, st- that vocally. That Fan. performance is she was crazy. Like when like the thing about Demi Lovato is she can she was, is one of the best, best artists to come from Disney Channel. Oh, like, vo- like vocally, vocally, she's the best. She is the best. I don't think anybody else is touching on that, cha- no. on that channel. Yeah, for, for Disney, the only people like even in the child era that can touch her is literally Ariana. That's the only person yeah. that, I think Ariana's a bit better than her, but that's like still Demi's up there. I feel like both Ariana Grande and Demi, the difference between them, Ariana Grande is definitely better because she's theater trained. Yeah. And also it's like their vocals, they, you can never compare it because they're yeah. both different range. They, yeah. But one thing about Demi, when she was on Disney Channel, nobody touched her. Nobody from High School Musical, nobody Listen. from Cheetah Girls, nobody is touching her. Listen. Like, everybody has nice, unique voices, but Demi... When she sang... Well, well, listen, every time I used to go on Disney Channel, I used to play the La La Land video. Oh, so I, I remember I, I recorded it on the sky button and then there was the part where... It was the part where, like, her... um. Where she goes into the bridge and then she like screams. I'm just like, like vocal rage is ridiculous for a promotional song as well. That was even that was even Trust supposed me. to be a single and then it was that good. It was that good. Nah, Demi Lovato, nobody's touching on that channel. Yeah. But I would say yeah, I have to keep Demi because when I go back to to her first three albums, like she has had is it three years three albums mm. first three albums she has had hits. No, I think four albums actually because when she was on Disney Channel with the Rock album, mm-hmm. don't remember. Um, did you forget? Um, remember December and then her other ones when she did the pop music then when she was on X Factor them times when she was dropping music yeah. nobody's touching Demi Lovato so yeah. Selena Gomez <sighs> goodbye I can live without your music but then, her yeah. acting is amazing yeah only murders in the building watch no, that no she can act um, then we're going to do one more UK um, girl bands Sugar Babes The Saturdays Girls Aloud Little Mix one's got to go The Saturdays have to go they, I was listening to them the other day. They have good songs. But yeah. Out of you, like Girls Aloud, fam, them girl, they had good music. Like I loved Girls Aloud. Sugar Babes, fam, how can you disrespect Sugar Babes? No, you can't. They had too many hits. Push the The fact that even Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly was even yeah. um, covering one of their songs. Yesterday. And everybody's thinking that it's her song. No, respect. But yeah. The Saturdays have to go. Little Mix, they can't even touch Little Mix. I can't lie. So if you're going to rank them like one to four. Ranking them, Defo, Little Mix, Girls Aloud, Mm. Sugar Babes, The Saturdays. Yeah? Yeah. So wait, Little Mix? Little Mix, Girls Aloud, Sugar Babes, The Saturdays. Because I love Girls Aloud. They have good music, especially yeah. from their first debut oh. album. Do you know what it is? For, for me, I, Sound of the Underground. Sound of, I love Sound of the Underground. What, what other song is touching that? Spice Girls, I can't like. I feel like Spice Girls were only popping because they were the only British um, girl group in the 90s. Because <laughs> when I went back to see their, um, their music, I was like, they only had two albums. Yeah. And only three songs I knew of it. Come on, let's be for real. But Spice, I just, it was just a wave, innit? It was just like... Yeah, and it was, they were iconic. Yeah. Because they were doing well for themselves in a period. That, that's why when you look at people like Little Mix, Little Mix are, were doing well for themselves. Even though they are they are amazing, but they were doing well for themselves because they were in a period where there was no other competition. Yeah. And especially worldwide, there wasn't other competition. No, Fifth no. Harmony disbanded. Yeah. But in the UK, there was no other girl group. Yeah. But... During the 2000s, there was Girls Aloud, The Saturdays, Sugar Babes in the UK, and then outside the UK, Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. Like, there was other girl groups to compete with, but at the same time, everybody was on this pop music, so it was like, no one cared about one-hit wonders. Mm. But these girls were never one-hit wonders. No, I can't, like, Girls Aloud, I mean, there's a little mix, like, we, we talk about X-Factor success stories, but we rarely talk about, like, little mix in that comment. Like, they're, like, I think, 
They're one of the, especially when you talk about winners, I think they're the biggest success stories out of the winners. Oh, out of the winners, they are the biggest. Yeah, the biggest success story. In the UK, America, yeah. every other um, X Factor, they are the biggest winner success story. Because unfortunately, Alexandra Burke, yeah. she had um, one album that people knew of and one and song then that Leona people knew Lewis, of. Kind of. Leona Lewis, I need to watch a documentary of what happened to her because, because she, she, she was big in America. Potential wise, like she was, but I saw there was like, I saw like, for example, there were a lot of, I saw a TikTok where they said there were a lot of songs that were meant for Leona Lewis. So yeah, apparently, apparently Halo no, but see, that's the thing. The songs that were meant for her, I was like, only one of the songs I was like, yeah, she could have done. Mm. But the other songs, I was like, she could do it, but it wouldn't have been big it enough. It wouldn't have been big, But yeah. the thing is, whoever helped her with the bleeding and love, I know it was a big artist that helped her. I'm going to find it. But whoever helped her with that song, they should have continued helping her. Mm. Because she had a good run, bleeding and love, run. She had other songs. Um, That dancing song that she did, it was like, she was doing so well for herself. But yeah. I don't know what went wrong. Maybe he said she just didn't, she didn't care because she's now enjoying her life anyway. So I'm going to do one. This, uh, this one's kind of easy, but Pop Boys. So the Pop Ooh. Boys, we've got um, Justin uh, Justin Bieber, yeah. The Weeknd, Bruno Mars, Harry Style. Because yeah. even though like these guys are very genre fluid, they, they operate they operate in pop, innit? Especially right now, The Weeknd is definitely pop. Yeah. But I, I don't think I'll call Bruno Mars pop. Because he's because I feel like when he first started, the lazy song game, I was pop. Yeah. But when I look at majority of his music, Karat Magic, I feel that's like R and B, funk, jazz. It's very in yeah, it's very funk and R and B inspired. I but then it's like pop. it's it's it's. I feel like it's a lot of a lot of his songs are inspired by that. But then I wouldn't put him in R and B either, if that makes sense. Or or blue like I, feel like, I think it's it's a combination of a lot of different things into one. I feel like when people say that, I feel like the reason why people say that is because he didn't start off by doing R and B, and he dived into it after. Like shout out to him and everything, but I don't count him as a pop artist anymore because the music that I've loved listening to him, that twenty four karat magic, yeah, like, that is Silk not Sonic. pop to me. Silk Sonic isn't like Silk Sonic is not a pop album. But, so out yeah. of them, I'll have to say Bruno Mars because he's not pop. But if it was out of the three of them, The Weeknd, um, Justin Bieber and Harry Styles, ah. For me, Harry's got, but that's because nah. I'm least familiar with his work. Because I feel like for me, even though I'm not a fan of The Weeknd now, I, I like a lot of Weeknd projects. Bieber mm. for me is just, it's, it's Bieber. I feel like, you know what's crazy? A lot of people disrespect Justin Bieber. Yeah. And it's so mad to me. I don't care if you dislike him or anything. Bieber's got ridiculous about his. To sit there and lie and say he hasn't had hits. Well, he's had three hits. Every single no. album that boy has dropped, there yeah. has been at least five hit singles from that album. Yeah, no, Bieber's ridiculous. When he came out with On Purpose, that was everywhere. How many songs did and he I make like from Bieber, that album? Bieber's an artist as well. You can go, you... You can go into different Bieber albums and experience different things. Like exactly. there are people, probably um, fans of Bieber that like specifically just journal stuff. There exactly. R and B. The people that like um his 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 later stuff. I can't remember. Um, what was the album with? Um, um it was what Hold do you On. Mean? No. Oh, that was Purpose. Purpose. That, yeah. That was so he's had two albums after that. There was um, This Is What I Mean. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the name is. No, that was one of the songs I like yeah. actually. But he's had two others. No, yeah, he's had um. Two other songs after that, but uh, two albums. But I feel like with Justin Bieber, definitely he is one of he's definitely the prince of pop. Because one thing about him, he has hits. Nobody can take that away from him. He had he girls on lockdown singing "Baby" and all that song. One less lonely girl, and then he made music with Usher. 
his second album where he was um had the quiff, that their music was amazing with Chris Brown next to you. Like Justin Bieber's a different man. But I feel personally I love Harry Styles. I feel like from the get go, because I used I loved had on One Direction. They had good music. Mm. Because people because I feel like with One Direction, when they first started, I was like, oh, this is cringe. This ain't for me. Because it felt poppy and it felt for the girls. Mm. But their next few albums, I was like, okay, I can hear the rock in it. I can hear the rock element. I like the ballads that they have. One Direction is, they are a solid group. So no one can even just say they're just for little children. Because One Direction are good. They have good music. But Harry Styles, I'm telling you, listen to his last three albums. Beautiful. Then production, he's an artist that he takes his time. His latest album, it, it actually deserved album of the year, I can't lie. I love Beyonce and I love Renaissance, but Harry's House, that, that was a phenomenal. That is a big statement. No, because the that thing is, is a... if Beyonce won, that's amazing. Yeah. I'll be happy for her too. But I'm I'm just happy that Harry Styles won because mm. if anybody else won, I wouldn't be happy. But Harry Styles, for me personally, I love the album from start to finish. Mm. Beautiful album. And with me, people don't understand is that I like storytelling. I like a cinematic. I want to feel like I'm in a movie. I want to feel mm. like I can write to this. And that's what Harry Styles gave me. Mm. So I, that's why I like Harry Styles' music, and especially that album. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, so I'm keeping Harry Styles. Yeah, for but me, Bruno Mars is going. <sighs> Cause out of like, cause if I was to rank like Bruno's my favorite out of these guys, it's probably Bruno, Justin, The Weeknd, then obviously Harry Last. Cause I don't listen to Harry like that. Mm. Like I was, I don't know. But Harry's evolution as an artist is crazy. Cause we all like I think when One Direction were kind of spinning up, we all thought Zayn would be the guy, and maybe Zayn's heart isn't in music like that anymore. But I thought. Mm. At least the guy I gravitated to the most was Zayn because I I just liked and his music was a lot more R and B influenced. Anyways. Zayn's first album was amazing. There yeah. was like he had the best run ever from. There was a song that went. I think it was she drunk and then before. If you listen to them three um tracks together, the way they flow into each other, that was the first time I was like, dang, mm. this ain't the same song. Cause the way it flows in was amazing. That album was phenomenal. The music videos were amazing too. I feel like it was just his label. Cause yeah. everybody that signed under RCA, they always had problem. Miley Cyrus left RCA to now be with Columbia mm. and look how well she's doing. Yeah. Nomani's under RCA. Like Little Mix, I think they were under RCA as well. It's like, mm, these things ain't good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of artists, obviously Coachella just happened. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if you got to watch any of the performances. It, if you did, are there any performances that stood out for you? Because there's one person that I have to big them up because they, I've, we always talk about like artists and stage presence and I feel like a lot of artists these days don't have stage presence because they're going straight from like the studio to the stage. Yeah. But Lotto's performance was good. Last performance was I saw good. that clip of her new snippet. And I said, I feel like there's one thing that I love about of female rappers. Whenever they preview a new song at Coachella, it always slaps. Yeah. Last year, Megan's Plan B. That was mad. When I heard that snippet, I was like, geez, she's coming hard. Doja Cat, when she previewed to one of her rock songs, I was like, yeah, this sounds cool. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of she has stage presence. And I, I, feel, and I like the unity just between the girls because she brought out, obviously... Um, Lola she brought Brooks. out Tia Kareen. She brought out a must uh, play with um, Lola Brooke. She brought out um, a lot of that. She brought out a couple of girls. And I just like the unity that's amongst the mm. women these days. I feel like the women, for the most part, are like on a united front where it's like we're gonna support each other. We're gonna do. I this, think you know that. what? I feel like that's really good, but it does remind me of back in the day because I've been doing research on like art, female artists as yeah. well. 
There was a lot of unity back then. What, 90s, yeah? Yeah, yeah 90s, sure. 2000s, especially the rappers. There was Queen Latifah, Lil' Kim. Foxy. Um, Foxy. Well, F- Lil' Kim and Foxy had beef. Yeah. But, like, Queen Latifah, Lil' Kim, um, Eve, like, they were all united. Missy Elliott. Mm. So I feel like that was really good. But now we're seeing it again. But I feel like we only bring this up because for a long run, it was just one female rapper. Yeah. So it was hard. But now that we're having young people come out, it's really good. But I feel like Stay's presence for me is definitely... Rosalia. I haven't watched oh, the performance Rosalia. yet, but Rosalia. I was seeing clips from it and I was like, yeah, Rosalia, I love her. Like her music is amazing. <laughs> Honestly, I need to get more into like that type of music. Yeah, well, because the, 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 Latin, Bunny, the Latin sector, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah, these yeah. people, the, all these Latin artists. Breaking it. Like, I feel like every a lot of them are just breaking records, breaking records, breaking records. And do you like, know why that that is? Is because you know Latin people, they be playing their songs every single day. Support. Fam, you know their restaurants, their barbers, they have YouTube up on mm. repeat, on repeat. And you wonder why these people are on billion views. Yeah. Because they're constantly playing it. Yeah. And that's why you look at Afrobeat artists when you go to these um shops or these restaurants or these um barber shops they're always playing these songs that's why yeah. even after Afrobeat artists they have bare views on their video yeah because they're always playing it and that's what i like is like I, I like it when you can you know the community supporting them yeah and i, and I like the fact that the mu- music for like music from other cultures because obviously like we look to um america obviously america being like the superpower of the world yeah. for music but I like, I like the fact that music's global like different people from different countries can listen to a different genre of music from a different country and I yeah. like the fact that it's not just oh we we like pop from America. Well, no we like afro beats we like reggaeton we like yeah. all of this type of stuff and all of these things can sit in similar platforms and similar spaces it's not just latinos that listen to reggaeton no it's like the world's listening to it clearly mm. it's not just africans that listen to afro beats the world's listening to it as a whole and I like the fact that just the globalized nature of what music is becoming today it's, mm. it's, it's important I feel like that's good it's honestly good because even like when you go to like different countries you see their type of music and what yeah. they listen to and they don't even care too tough about what americans are doing but i feel like it's because we in the uk are an english-speaking country as well yeah. we want to appeal to the american audience because yeah. we feel like that's where music should dominate but you don't know a lot of these um underground people or these upcoming artists they have big fans across europe yeah like we need to start deep in that is a worldwide thing america is not the world is bigger than that yeah so yeah i really even um yesterday my friend was showing me this k-pop artist called kai and I was like, I don't really like K-pop like that. But when I listened to his song, I was like, okay, I can get behind this. It's not cosplaying black people. And then when I saw his live performance, that mic was on and he could perform. I feel like K-pop artists, they are the closest that we have to like proper performers back in the day. Oh yeah, no. Because they- Production, the thing about them, design. Their companies, they train them well. From, they, yeah. Like you can't leave that place unless you are actually properly trained and yeah. you're ready to be on stage. Yeah, K-pop artists, they're, they're good. I feel like, the, yeah, the, in terms of performance, they're the gold standard, but... um, It's just their music. It's just giving me 2010 bubblegum pop, bubble pop and all that <laughs> Do you know what? I, I have, like, a hit and miss relationship with K-pop. I like some K-pop songs, and I like some... I just... I always... One thing about K-pop, I always respect the music videos. The music videos for me... Are always just Ted Ted, but yeah. But I'm not even surprised because their TV shows and their movies are always amazing. Yeah, like Koreans, Asian people. One thing about them, they know how to make movies and they know how to use special effects. Nah, for sure. Um, there was obviously you spoke about performance. I brought up performance for a reason because there was a lack of a performance from an artist that I love, Frank Ocean. Um, mm. Obviously, Frank Ocean um, was scheduled to perform at um, Coachella, and his fir- the first date he was scheduled on, he. A lot of the reports where he didn't perf- like he was lip syncing, he didn't perform. 
Um, and then apparently there was a whole set built for him that the ice skating thing. Yeah, that he decided to tear down um the day of. And it's been a conversation about are we is is Frank Ocean wrong for that? Um, are we as consumers too demanding of artists? Because obviously, you know, there's a tragedy in his family and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And like, how do we hold Frank Ocean accountable? Or is it just one of these things like it comes with the risk because Frank Ocean is somebody that it kind of seems like he's done with music. I feel like with Frank Ocean, I've gotten the idea that he was done with music ever mm. since he dropped Blonde and Endless. Yeah. Because when he, the whole Apple Music thing happened yeah. and he basically won how much money from them, yeah. I knew he was done with music. But I do take into consideration that he did lose his brother. Was it last year or two years ago? Yeah. So it was like, we can never say, oh, you should you should have stopped grieving by now. It's like, it's enough. Because you need to understand that that was somebody close to him. Yeah. So I understand that. But that at the same time, as a as somebody who loves your music and if I was going to Coachella, I'm going to put myself in the shoes of them people. I would feel so upset yes. that this is the performance I got. Yeah. You was an hour and a half late. Yeah. Your set was like, they said that the set was built like you could even see him. Yeah. You, all you can see is just the visuals on the screen and half of the time the visuals on the screen were just stuff that you pre-recorded. So it mm-hmm. was barely him. But it was like, you never know because it said that on the day, that's when he decided to take down the whole thing. They had to melt yeah. the whole stage. I feel like, I can't like, you have to be um, considerate to these people at the same time because you never know. He might have got there and be like, had a panic attack or anxiety just got to him and was like, no, nah, I don't want to show my face. I don't want to be there. But honestly, it, it's, a, it's a tricky situation, uh, yeah. especially when it, was, it involves a loss in their family. But at the same time, does he not have management? If he does, he, there's a thing they should have done. Are you actually ready to headline? Yes. Because sure. this is a lot of money that has gone to waste and now you've gone, been removed yes. from the next one. Like, you can't waste people's money like that. And people are coming time. out to see you. Yeah. I thought it's a complicated issue because obviously, like, he's grieving and obviously it's not right to tell people how to grieve, but at the same time, there are... Con- at the end of the day, it's like you signed a contract to perform in front of these people and think about not only the people that flew in, paid how much, because Coachella tickets aren't cheap anyway. And people probably flew in from across the world to see, but even the people who arranged the set, we studied film. Like we know how much production goes into building stuff. There are people that have probably, that will that will go on to be nameless, that have spent time, obviously they're getting paid, it's their job, but they spent time to build the set. And they have an artistic vision for, for the world not to see their work. But see, that's the thing. When That's why I feel like a lot of people don't understand why artists get upset with certain things. Money and all of that is cool. But if I've spent hours building the set designers are all there, um, the people that um built the set and everything, yeah. the stage managers, all these people running around, they spent time to come and create a masterpiece like that just to be taken down. Yeah. People can say, oh, but you got paid this much. You don't even know. A lot of these artists, we don't even get paid that much. Yeah. Like a lot of the time, the money is not even like that. They'll probably say, oh, I'm going to pay for the transport there. Yeah. So we need to take that into consideration. I feel so bad for them people that actually built that set. Yeah. And having like, and I feel like those, the person that spoke about it was the person that was even on the set thing. Yeah. So it was like, they were really annoyed. Because imagine all them, I think it was how many 20s ice skaters. Yeah. They were practicing for how many weeks? Because um, recently, like I was watching, Ren- I was one- I was watching Renaissance with my girlfriend, and then like um, we were watching like Beyonce and just um, be- choreographed the thing with all the dancers. And then I remember there was a point in the Renaissance where they spotlighted everyone that was involved. And these are things sometimes a consumer we don't think about that these 
obviously there's the artist, we come to see the artist, but the people that also help with the performance are the dancers, are the back, are the people who make the set. Like it's a collaborative effort. Yes, it might come from the vision of the artist, but it takes a team to make this work. And, I, and that's the thing that was kind of like upsetting, was kind of like, damn. These, and apparently these people spent months working on the project. But mm. for me, as a Frank Ocean fan, um, obviously, first and foremost, like, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, but if, let's say, Frank Ocean was to announce a tour, what, like... I'm not going. Yeah, I'm, I'm very hesitant to go. I'm like, I, I'd be like, do you know what? Nah. I'd have to see, do you know, the only way that would convince me to go is if, like, he completed a tour in America and it went off flawlessly. Mm. But like, if he was like, oh, I'm just doing a show in London, I don't expect him to show up because the track record hasn't inspired a lot of faith. It hasn't. And I feel like, I get, like, I feel like it's just something in the waters in this new generation of artists. Mm. I feel like people have this whole attitude, I, can't, I don't care, I'm just here to make music. Honestly, I get you're here to make music, but did you not know what you're signing into? I'm not mm. even speaking about Frank Ocean. There's a lot of artists that come here and it, cause Frank Ocean, I understand his thing, but I've never seen a live performance in a award show or anything. So yeah. I don't know, but there's a lot of artists that they come into the game and they don't care. They don't care about promoting their music anymore. They'll just throw it on TikTok and get somebody to dance now. Like TikTok has really damaged a lot of good promotions, but really? at the same time, it's helped mm. a lot of upcoming artists. Okay. So let's use J.O. J -O as an example. Pick up J.O. every time. Like, 22 and the other song before that, yeah, such XO. good music. And Bro. the way he promoted it on TikTok, he's smart about it. But there's other artists where it's like, I don't feel like they even care too tough. Like, no, I'm not even talking about the upcoming artists. I'm talking about people like, Mike Cyrus, I love you. But people like that, you're, you're an established artist. Mm. And you're just leaving it for people to make dances of your song. Mm. No live performance, nothing. And the next thing you want to release, um, oh yeah, I'm going on tour. I'm like, where's the communication with artists these days? Like, mm. I know a lot of people on social media has made it terrible for artists to even speak. But it's like, look at her on the ground and she's turned off her comments so only people that she follow can comment. But it's like, where's the communication? Yeah, I feel like everybody's just gone radio silent. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like the reason is because that everybody's following the suit of Beyonce. I'm getting frustrated. Beyonce doesn't speak to nobody. She only spoke to her, um, her They fans want to bring back the mystique. On, that's not cute. Like, the only reason why Beyonce could do it, because she's been in the game since the 90s. Yeah. And she's, she's always been a private yeah. person, because that's how her family raised her. And she's always done interviews and that. But she got to a point, how she's been doing interviews for like 15 years. It's her time to rest. You guys have been doing interviews for a year. Now it's, oh, I want to be mysterious. Yeah. Now you guys, what is it? J. Cole, he wanted to release a new album. So he deleted all his posts on Instagram. That is not promotion. You're not Beyonce. You need to stop that. You stop following in suit with other people that are high, like are on a different level. You're not, she's not to hiding fair, you. In hip hop, in J. Music. Cole's kind of, earned it. he's been around for like 10 years. Yeah, but I just don't like that whole type of promotion. Yeah. People delete all their pictures. Next minute, post one snippet. Yeah. Like, what is that? Doja Cat is now doing that. She's deleted all her pictures. Now she's posting. Oh. But my, I feel I'm like tired it, of artists doing that rubbish. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it only, it only works for certain artists. Frank Ocean from the beginning has always been elusive, innit? So, so that's why it works like, for him. And that's why people like his music because his music also gives that vibe. Yes. So I get it from but him. But if you're somebody who's chronically outside, let's say, for example, no, I don't want to pick on her, but let's say Chloe Bailey. Chloe Bailey is someone that we always see on social media. If she decided to go radio silent, it's like, the fuck? Like, what? Like, I feel, but, no, for Chloe Bailey, I'll actually understand her going radio silence because the way she's gotten hate, that would even, I would definitely go into okay. um, hiding. So for her, that makes sense. But if you use somebody like, oh, 
Who's big right now? Um, I can't even say Nomadi because Nomadi has always been like that because really she got get, bullied. Um, maybe Coyle Ray? I don't know. Okay, just anyone like... Cardi B, for example. Who's, yeah, who's, if who's, Cardi B Cardi went, B went radio silent, because Cardi B's literally, her thing is social media. And like, then she wanted to um, delete all her pictures next to me and say, just drop it like that, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. when? Is that I don't like artists when they do that. It's like, you're not mysterious. Unless your music gives that vibe, you're not mysterious. You're not mysterious. Like, we used it. to be mysterious and then now he's not. He never used to post. That man will post like once every four months. But I, I feel like it's it's weird because it's like, like you said, social media is, a, is an interesting thing because I feel like it could be a good promotional tool, but I feel like some artists can get overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but that's why they get their managers to start running their accounts. Yeah. Chloe said it, the lead up to her album, she was even on Twitter. Mm. Like her manager was the one that was tweeting everything for her. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel Miley like- Miley Cyrus, her manager tweets everything. No, okay. I, actually, I feel bad for using Miley Cyrus as an example because she's been in the limelight since, since she was 13. So I would take that back. Miley Cyrus is understandable, but it, it kind of annoyed me that every time I go to her Instagram, it's just promotion, but promotion, promotion. do you think promotion. it's because of like- stand culture becoming a bigger problem Definitely. right now. Because I feel like, I feel like certain artists had stands and then everyone, but I feel like, especially when you go on social media, like a lot more, like stand culture is becoming a lot more accepted and becoming a lot more normalized. And I feel like it's like, people are, like people on social media are, are getting very brazy with it. Very like, very. just it, it, to the point where it's starting to affect the artists themselves was like, but artists are starting to disassociate from their fan bases because it's yeah, like... Look, like, I honestly agree with that. Stan culture is the reason why a lot of these artists have come on social media. Yeah. Because it's not even their own stands, it's other people's stands, especially in the rap game. These people want to be beefing you for no reason because you said this, you said that. And I feel like a lot of the times when you see the way people talk, it's like, you guys are so lucky that somebody don't slap you across the face on the street because... The way you talk, you would never say this to people in real mm. life. And the way stands will actually talk to these celebrities is so crazy. Like they, and then you wonder why they don't want to communicate with nobody. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you give people an inch and then take a mile. But then at the same time, going off social media completely, especially where that's where you built a lot of your core fan base, is it's I think the internet has the internet and social media has changed the way we consume, not even just music, but entertainment. Like it, it feels like because it gives people a false sense of reality where they think they know these artists and they even even you as a content even as a content creator yeah, have you ever experienced like people like being too personal with you like it, it might not be like oh they've like people getting too comfortable with you like if you've met them or has it always just been like oh hey Jason I met them in real life yeah um the only time I ever had that experience was when I went to Wizkid okay and this girl was just calling me and I I was so confused who she was because it was that everybody was just moving everybody was um, mm. enjoying the music and then she was just trying to get up all in my face and grab my glasses and I was like okay that's a bit calm down I, I've, not, I've not met you just because I might seem like a bubbly person online it doesn't mean you can yeah, there's boundaries. Like but yeah I don't know I feel like it's different for celebrities though I feel bad for them yeah but you know I thought do you, the reason why I asked you here is because obviously you're TikTok consecrated and I feel like TikTok as an app is different to other social media work I feel like TikTok you get a lot more people TikTok's a lot more personable of an app. And you yeah. get to like know people a bit more intimately, quote unquote. But just because they get to know maybe a bit more about your personality and stuff, it doesn't mean they know you. Yeah. So and I feel like in TikTok, I've seen a lot of the times boundaries get crossed because 
you don't overshare, but I know people. There are people that that make content about their lives, just yeah. like, oh, this happened to me today, and so on and so forth. And I see their comment section, and so that's why your baby father. I'm like, whoa, oh, and it's like, whoa, but you've put that information out there, but now people are kind of overstepping boundaries, and I feel like social media is kind of allowed that. Back in the nineties, back in all the these places, the only time you'd see these artists is on TV in the interviews, or and newspaper. if you in a newspaper, like you wouldn't see these man. So it's like the yes, like it means that when they go outside, they're probably being bombarded by fans, mm. but they're not having that many interactions with fans. But nowadays, fam, you could tweet your favorite artist and they might respond positively or negatively. And even if they don't respond, they definitely see it. They definitely see it. And I just feel like that overwhelming of information. I don't know. I'd love to talk to an artist, like if to see if record labels train them for that, like prepare them for it, mm. because it's like that new. Um, just that 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 new fame can be difficult, yeah. But um, I know uh, we always talk about this group, but I am so happy for Flo. No, nah, they're doing well. I'm like, I don't, I haven't like. Do you know what it is? I have. I feel like they have the like in ten twenty years have the potential to be mega artists, like mega like mega stars. They do because what they're doing right now already is amazing. But also they've been trained for like four years, three or four years prior to this. Yeah. So before last year, they were already in training to be the artists that they are today. So yeah. they're still working, but that's why they sound so good together. And, that's, and that's why, and that's the label doing its job. Because mm. I feel like I've seen like some negative comments saying, oh, it's the, the, the industry plants. No, it's called, it's the label doing their mm. job. Because I, when they- It's artist development. Exactly. Because when artists come and they're not developed and they're flopping here, like remember Summer Walker, people were getting onto her. Oh, she's too shy. She can't speak there. She can't speak there. That's because she just came into the game. Yeah. And her song blew off of luck. And because not, not a flop because people genuinely liked it. That's why it blew. Yeah. But she wasn't ready for this. But when artists are actually trained and they actually get signed, the industry plants. No, just take it as it is. You guys complain about this. Then when um you get what you've complained about, you complain about that, calling them industry plants. Just mind your business because you don't even know what industry, industry plants are. No. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like you're, you're seeing, because I feel like, again, we talk about with social media. I feel like with social media... Social media has create, created a lot of um, stars, which is great, but then it's thrust people to a spot like they might have been not, not been ready for. For an example, like you said, Summer Walker, where it's like they might not have had the training to be on stage yet, so their first performances might be rough, and we're seeing them grow before our eyes. And some people like that. Some people want to be in on the story, but I feel like some with uh, a case like Flo is something where they've 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 taken them, they've molded them until they're ready, and then mm. they've put out a finished product. And I feel like some people don't like that. But at the same time, it's like we need we need both. And the industry can exist where yes, we have this, we have the relatable success stories, but then also we have the people that have been fine-tuned and like molded for this moment. And then now what we're seeing is a very rough and even mm. as artists, it doesn't mean they still can't grow. I feel like there's a lot of growth with them as well. Maybe mm. their sound will evolve here and there. Maybe they might, you know, depart from whatever label they're now and chase another label or whatever. Mm. But I just feel like with them, the sky's the limit for them. And I, and I just liked how polished and refined they are at this moment. Like It's, it's a beautiful thing to see, man. I, honestly, just UK music, well, UK r and I'm liking where it's going. Mm. I'm liking it as a whole. I feel like we had like the rappers um, who were like achieving commercial success, but I like the fact that UK R&B is slowly growing and slowly bubbling. I even forgot about the rappers. 
No. I th- but I they're think, doing I, their thing, though. I think it, I think it, I think it, it, it's not to say that UK rappers aren't making money, but I feel like we experienced like an explosion of popularity and then things have kind of like plateaued and then simmered down a little bit where a lot of these artists are able to make a lot more money, but I felt like the buzz it had maybe two, three years ago isn't there. Like during uni, especially during uni, was it was big. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. UK, they're doing well with their music. Yeah, like I, I feel like yeah. I feel like what I want artists to do is not be too quick to sign to a label mm. because there's so many like politics when it comes. Ray was even explaining there about the money and all that stuff. Mm. Is I like, just do things independently, but get yourself like a manager or an agent or something like that. Yeah, and like they'll get like twenty percent or something. Mm. Whereas like even like because I feel like especially with a lot of labels, they're labels they're making these artists into puppets now. Mm. And like it's scary, I can't lie. It is scary because when we see a lot of artists like Lil Uzi Vert, all these people, Lil Nas, it's like I used to think that when people say that they sold their soul, it was a joke. But I remember when Katy Perry said it, and she literally she said it in an interview that she sold her soul. And then I was like, oh wow, is that what you mean? Is that is that why you're so big? Because her first album was not the um, she kissed a boy and all that stuff. But it was the first album that she dropped was a, it was actually a Christian album that she dropped. Okay, and it was under her actual name. But then it was like, yeah, this wasn't popping. Boom, sold her soul, changed it all up, and then now she's who she is today. But yeah, I just want artists to be wary because I feel like a lot of the time when you get signed to a label, is the whole thing that they mold you into something that you're not even. And mm. that's why I like Chloe Bailey. But when people talk about the oversexualization of her, is that I understand that because honestly. You, be free to be who you want to be, but it's getting to a point where we can actually see what it is. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm not going to speak too much about it because I respect her and everything. Yeah. But when you've come from a group like Chloe X Halley, you can't, the people cannot come and tell me and say, oh no, but this is who she is now as a solo artist. Because even if, even as a solo artist, you should still have some element of who you were as a, in that group. Because it should be a you had full evolution. control over that group as well. Yeah. Like we saw from um their first EP, um, the symphony and all that stuff, to then Kids Are Alright and then to Ungodly Hour, then we will see the maturity. So that's why I'm like, yeah. if and the Hany thing never is, got, even on Godly Hour, there was still elements of like Chloe embracing her sexuality. Exactly, and it felt so natural and it, it felt, felt natural, so good. Yeah. And that's why everybody loved that album. But it's like going from that, and I feel like if Hanny never got the Little Mermaid, we would have got a fourth album now by now. Mm. But it's like, even as solo artists, because I'm not even gonna speak about Halley, because Halley's music, them snippets I've been hearing are amazing. Yeah, I feel like, like po- that's after different. Little Mermaid, we're in for something special. Exactly, but for Chloe, I really wanted her because when she was speaking about the whole, oh, she's finding herself, this music is, ve- the music is very special to her. Then when I listened to the album, I was like, okay. It, 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 it didn't feel personal. That's one thing about artists. When they say stuff like, oh, it was the best thing I like, I really pulled my heart to it and then I'm hearing it and it just sounds like generic oh, yeah. club music. I was like, oh. This is this is PR, yeah. I, like obviously like as a I'm not gonna speak on that how a woman like uses her sexuality in that, but it is it was a shift that I noticed. I was like, whoa. And I don't and it does feel like at some point like there are people like not pushing her to it, but definitely encouraging it. And I don't There's know. never pushing her because she's yeah. under the she's under a label. Yeah. Anything cannot be just by her. Because yeah. the thing is we've watched shows like Empire Star. And we need to deep it 
no matter how much you people can cuss Empire, it really gave us an insight to how they push their artists yeah. and how they make them do things that they, not the artists, but the label wants them to do in order yeah. to get clicks, in order to get um, bait and all that stuff. And I feel like for Chloe, once she dropped that Buss It Challenge and everybody was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know she was this fine art. She got that all them cheeks and all that stuff. I feel like that's when the label was like, okay, hmm, we, we can, can work money, with this. Yeah, we, can, we can profit on it. And then the next minute, Every single second, it was, what do you call it? The next video that she did was her doing that acrobatic, all the acrobatics in her room, in the silhouette, doing the splits, and you could just see the figure and everything. I was like, okay. And then it got bare views. Everybody was loving up again. The next minute, a snippet to booty so big. And I was like, yeah. (sighs) We knew it was going to go down this route. But she's like, it only works. I feel like this only works for like female rappers. For sure. Not but artists. For example, like because I'll be, I'll if we do artists, we have to look at people like Ari Lennox. Like that, no, no, Ari Lennox. She has like the sex. Oh, so type sensual, of, sensual. Yeah, her music is like she will talk about Victoria Monet. Yeah, they will talk about these stuff. Yeah, but it's not like ugh, it's not that's vulgar. Not it doesn't come across as vulgar. And yeah. for me, yeah, it's I agree with you because like when I like I feel like art and as an RB artist, like sex and sensuality is a part of it. But there's there's a and again I'm not trying to please but there's a way that these artists come across where like they're very vocal about their stuff like but it's it still comes as organic I feel like this was like like raw like cool I was hoping when I heard Chloe like go solo that we're gonna get like I said more introspective about you know maybe how it is you know dating mm-hmm. at her age or maybe um, you know her love life in music. But I feel like right now the focus is, yeah, I'm sexy. My ass is fat. Yeah. Mm. From the singles, I'm like, and, and from what you said, from the interviews, I expected a lot more just introspection mm. and per, and that's what R&B is. It's like per, it, a lot of the time it's introspection. And it doesn't even make sense to me because, because what confuses me, when she was dropping all them snippets of her making beats and all them music back in lockdown mm. and like outside of lockdown as well, like when she first got her first, um, her own Instagram page. I was like, what happened to all them beats? Mm. Is that there was a total shift? Like they came and just said, okay, Scrap you're not it. Chloe and Halle anymore. You're just Chloe and yourself. Create divide between As them. in, like what happened to all them beats? Because everybody was loving that type of, like Chloe, she's an amazing producer, amazing writer. But it was like, I don't feel, like, I don't know. She was saying that she did half of the songs. She wrote majority of the songs on this album and she produced it herself. Like the production, the, the beats and everything, they were amazing, of course. But it's just the lyrics, bland. <laughs> yeah. You have to, like, I love Chloe and everything. I want the best for her, honestly. Oh, for sure. But I feel like when it comes to criticism, one thing that we can do as people, especially as consumers, is to be careful how we speak about it because she's still human. Yes. And the, I, feel, I do feel really bad for her because the way people have come across is like, every single second, it must I must hate on Chloe. I yes. must hate on Chloe. Even when she was doing her covers, Okay, yeah, she might be sounding a little bit too sensual with her music, but that's her voice. Like, maybe she can tone it down a bit, but when you guys are cussing her out and everything, how am I supposed to listen to your criticism? I'm not taking that as criticism. I'm just taking that as you hating. So that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people can do when they want to criticise these new artists. Be careful. Because you never know. She was talking about she'd been depressed and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, And the reason why I have a soft spot for her is because I remember back in when they were together, Chloe and Hadi, before lockdown, or maybe it was locked down. Um, Hadi was literally saying how Chloe has always been insecure about her body and herself. 
So now she's really happy that she gets to see Chloe embrace herself and show the world who she has always shown her little sister. So it's like, when I hear stuff like that, I just wish the right people were behind helping her do that. Instead of, because I don't know who's at the label and I'm not going to say, because I just, personally, I don't think it's Chloe fully herself saying. Small, small being exploited. I do feel like it is because remember, especially on Parkwood um, label, it's just Chloe, Beyonce, and Halle. Mm. Those are the people. And then Columbia. Columbia are all about promoting their artists. Like when we look at Columbia Records, every single one of their artists are big. Mm. Adele, Harry Styles, Miley Cyrus, Beyonce. Like they are big. Mary, Mary for gospel artists, they are but big. Do you, but, but, but you know what's the interesting thing? The artists you named all seem to have very. Like they're very conscious about how their presentation. Exactly. Harry Styles is very intentional with his presentation. Adele's been presenting herself in a very specific way for years. Exactly. Beyonce is Beyonce. So it's it's you mentioned them, but then it's like it, it it doesn't translate to Chloe. Why do you think that is? I feel like for Chloe is a thing where because she's young as well, mm. deep it like Harry Styles, he was young when he was in One Direction, so he had all um, he had people to fall back on. Yeah. Adele, she started off like Adele has always been like how she is. She's yeah. always done ballads and everything. Yeah. She always said it herself. She's not that person that gets on stage and dance, but people love her music because of that. Yeah. And the reason why labels probably look at her is because, okay, she has a niche. She We're going to keep yeah. her there. Beyonce has her niche. She's always redefining herself, but also also staying true to herself. And she's a megastar as well. Exactly. And then Harry Styles, he's left One Direction. So he has his sound. Yeah. They need that type of pop male artist. But for Chloe, I feel like it was a thing where they saw that she was exploring her sexuality and everything. I don't know. It's like, for her, I feel like it's hard. I feel like for Chloe, just I wish there was somebody that could actually just hold her hand properly and just be like, okay, if you want to explore it, okay, cool. Let's explore it in a way where it's still true to yourself. Mm. Because I don't know. I can't fully say, oh, it's not true to herself because I never know. This, this might have been how she was, especially in her relationship and everything. But to us... It just... But yeah. see, that's why I'm... 50-50, because at the same time, she was in a group. And a lot of people, when they're in a group, they can't explore their full self yes. unless they and get into the... especially she was in a group from a very young age. With her well. sister. Yes. So if she was doing all these things, like sexual stuff, people would be like, oh, that's with your sister. That's weird. Yes. So it's like, that's why the only reason why I won't say Chloe's out here not being herself. Because we never saw herself. Exactly. We saw, a, we saw a half. Exactly. But that's why I feel like one thing is, I really do wish... Like, she just had more time to work on herself before releasing this album, especially. Because yes. when I heard the title, In Pieces, I was like, oh, I love this already. I feel like I was going to give ballad. When, when I heard the first single, Pray um, Pray Away, I was like, this is a hit. It's a hit. I was so happy for the album. But then when I heard the album, probably it'll grow on me, but I've only listened to it once. I don't think I'm going to listen to it again. But honestly, all I do, I wish her the best. And all I can do yeah, is pray for her sure. because... She does not deserve the hate she's no. getting. And also, I love the fact that she's on tour right now because it really is showing her that she has true fans, that has fan people that, that love people you. That will go support and since they even said it, like, I'm happy that you get to experience this because these are the true people that love you. Nothing about the internet and all that stuff can get you down. For sure. That's what she needs to remember. For sure. Yeah, uh, just like a last thing as well. Like, I feel like there's a difference, like you said, the difference between critiquing the art art, or the artistry and then critiquing the person or like baking personal type. I can say... I don't care for this album. It doesn't mean Chloe Bailey's a insert, you know, insert experience. Mm. Like, no, like, I feel like you can definitely, we can definitely have like educated conversation that like we've just had about 
where where we see her artistry going and yeah. like what we don't like as consumers because at the end of the day we consume music we're yeah. allowed to comment on it but keep her that the music and also she has an audience for herself like yeah. people need to understand if the music is not for you, if you don't connect with the music, that's cool. Keep it moving. But she has an audience for herself. And one thing that annoyed me about the whole album releases, the critics, not the people criticizing on the internet, but the actual critics, you're getting paid to listen to an album and actually speak about it. There was this one, ah, oh, there was this one lady that annoyed me so much. Everybody was talking about it. So I went to go and find out, I forgot her name, but it was on Pitchforks. Okay. The way I read that thing, I was thinking, is this in the comments of her YouTube video or something? Because the way she just dragged her then brought Halle's name into it. I'm like, one thing about music critics of today, if you're going to be a critic, actually critique the music and not the person. Don't be using clickbait stuff because oh, you've seen people on the internet say this mm -hmm. or you know people are going to laugh at this. No, do your actual job. You did not go to university and study journalism for how long just for you to come out and just spew nonsense. Mm. Half of the time, it doesn't even look like you even went to university for this. Mm -mm. Because if I was Chloe and I read that, I would have said, yo, you know what? We're going to find that girl's house and I'm going to go drop kick her. Lawyers, I'm going to sue her. <laughs> no, because it was just yeah. complete rudeness. Like you can literally say, yeah, some albums are not for you. Yeah. But without being disrespectful to the person. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like, God bless Chloe because she she has a good, strong support system around her. Her yeah. sisters, her brothers, her agents, even what because she talks about how Beyonce support, supports her, sure. her friends as well. So that's what I've really did. A lot of people look at celebrities and be like, oh, but oh, why are they not replying? Oh, why are they always getting lippy here? Why are they doing this? Why are they do that? Because they have a support system because yeah. they know that this internet thing is not real world. Mm -hmm. When they step out into the real world, they're with their family, they're with their loved ones, they're cherished. And a lot of the people, and a lot of the reasons why people throw stones at people on the internet is because they're probably not loved. They're probably projecting a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But even, even, even on a tangent, the whole, this even relates to the whole Hayley Bieber and Selena Gomez thing. <laughs> <laughs> because half of the time, because when you deep it, that whole beef, apparently they sorted it time ago, but it's just it the fans the that were still beefing. Dots. So it's just silly. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like the fans are projecting the beef that doesn't, that, that, eat, that if it did exist, it, it ended a long time. And it's not, at the end of the day, it's none of our business. That's it the problem. Really isn't. Like, we see with the, like, like, cool. It's one thing, yeah, if they were on Instagram live doing their tete -te cool, that's something they put out to the public. Cool. We're allowed to comment on it. But anything that's like, I heard from, I heard from a mouse that she said, I'm like, I ain't got time to do dot to dot. It's just dumb. Like you guys got upset because Kylie posted a screenshot of her eyes and her eyebrows happened to be in the screenshot. Like there's too many, there's too Is, many. Was she supposed to shave her eyebrows off? I don't know. Like, it, like if I have to like, there's too many things I have to think about for me to even process what's going on. I was like, it's, it's tiring, man. Because I was thinking about when they came up, somebody was saying this to me, oh, did you hear about the beef? I was like, I thought they blessed it out already. They took a picture. But no. And then when I went onto my For You page, I'm seeing everybody Fred. talking about it. And you know what cringed me out the most? It was the videos, the POVs that people were making are... Uh, if I was Selena Gomez or what do you call it? If I, there was a girl who made a video talking about how she would back Selena Gomez um, against Kylie and Hayley. And then the way she was doing it, she was acting like she's one bad girl. And I was thinking, I can't lie, half of the things you said in that video, you're never going to say to their faces. It is so cringe the way people get on their high horses to start acting like someone else. They're not going to be in real life. Because half of the time, the people that will be throwing stones are the ones that even got bullied. Shout out. It is crazy out Shout here. Out. But yeah, man, this has been a dope episode of the Rare Podcast.
Mr. J Kwan, tell the people where they can find you on social media. You can find me at http.jxsoen, always on TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter, NK Preach, um, Instagram, NK Grams. Make sure you follow the Wrestling's podcast if you're into wrestling. Stone Cold, w, uh, Stone Cold, John Cena, The Undertaker, all of those guys. If you like that type of, type of stuff, head over to Wrestling's. But make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on TikTok. Um, we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Rare Podcast. We are signing out. Deuces. Y'all niggas got me hot.